Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 80 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are looking in the week of uh, March the 14th to March the 20th, Genesis chapters 42 to 50. Uh, and we're going to look in mainly Genesis chapter 44 today, uh, but we'll see how far we get. Now, if you remember yesterday, we left off in the experience where Joseph had sent away the sacks of grain uh, with the brothers, including Benjamin this time. Uh, but uh, in the sack of Benjamin, he hid a silver goblet or a silver cup. Um, and this, again, we don't really know why Joseph is doing this test or why he is interested. Interested, I suppose the main reason will be, of course, to see if his brothers have changed. Because, of course, remember, Benjamin <coughs> was the youngest, as Joseph was one of the youngest uh, children uh, of his father. But not only that, I think it runs a bit deeper than that. Benjamin is now also the only other son of Joseph and Rachel. And, of course, there will have been some resentment, I imagine, from the older brothers uh, about the way that their father treated them, or their mothers um, of Leah and uh, Bilhah and Zilpah, and how he loved Rachel more than them. Uh, and so there is also this, this other aspect to it. So in verse 9, uh, when the servant of Joseph catches up with them and uh, asks them about this, about the goblet being stolen and about them being thieves, they say in verse 9, With whomsoever of thy servants it be found, let it, both let him die, and we also will be, will be my Lord, Lord's bondsmen. So they are adamant that this, is, this has not happened, uh, that none of them would do this. They are taken back uh, to Joseph, uh, and the, the, clo- the sacks are searched, and the, it's found in Benjamin's sack. And this is interesting, this response from the brothers. In verse 13, Then they rent their clothes and laded every man his ass and returned to the city. There is a intense reaction from the brothers. Um, and they are very upset. They're taken to Joseph. And again, they fall before him on the ground. Again, uh, fulfilling that, uh, that um, dream that, they, that Joseph had, uh, that they were to be... Uh, that they would bow down to him. Uh, and in verse 15, um, Joseph says, What deed is this that ye have done? Watch ye not that such a man as I can certainly divine. Um, so <clears throat> Joseph tries to um, give this, this sense of awe and power uh, in this role that he has, uh, which just underlines, uh, will underline the fear that, that his brothers feel about uh, about what is about to happen, particularly to their younger brother Benjamin, which of course Judah has just promised his father that he will bring back no matter what. And Judah seems to take a leading role in this uh, and <clears throat> asks, um, what shall we say unto my Lord? What shall we speak? Or how shall we clear ourselves? Um, he is pleading with Joseph, or of course to this ruler of Egypt, about how they can clear, the, clear their names. After this pleading, Joseph then gives the final gambit, as it were. In verse 17, he says, God forbid that I would should do so, but the man in whose hand the cup is found, he shall be my servant. And as for you, get you up into peace unto your father. This is a mirror image, a carbon copy 
of what would have taken place over 20 years ago. Joseph is looking to see what his brothers are going to do. Because over 20 years ago, they were more than happy. They were willing to remove Joseph from their from their sight for some, for some money uh, and to never see him again. And now Joseph is suggesting that the same will happen to Benjamin, that he will become a servant in Egypt and they will go back to their father and have to explain or give a reason as to what has happened to their younger brother. And it is in this moment that we see an incredible change in Judah. Uh, we don't know, as I mentioned already, what has happened in the last 20 or so years uh, since Joseph was um, sent away by his brothers, by in, in, by Judah, uh, who suggested that he be sold. Uh, but now we see this man speaking to the Lord of um, and this ruler of Egypt. Uh, and in verse 33, to, well, before verses 33 to 34, at the end of chapter 44, he goes through the experience with Joseph. He explains what has happened when they sold their brother Joseph to Egypt and the sorrow and the regret um, that they have felt over the, those years and seeing how it has suffered their father um, or how it has brought great sorrow to their father. And in verses 33 to 34, Judah says, Now therefore I pray thee, let thy servant abide instead of the lad, a bondman to my Lord, and let the lad go up with his brethren. For how shall I go up to my father and the lad be not with me? lest peradventure I see the evil that shall come up, come on my father. He is pleading his case before Joseph that he be the one to be taken instead. And Judah is not the most <coughs> um, role model-like character we have in the scriptures. Uh, there are certainly a number of things that would not be considered the right choice from him. However, we are also taught that we are to give people other opportunities, chances to grow and develop. And it certainly seems here that Judah is someone that has developed over time. And whilst I would be reluctant to call him a type or shadow of the Saviour, this, what he is doing right now, is exactly what a Saviour does for us. We are pleaded for by our, by our brother, Jesus Christ, that the pains and the sufferings and the, the difficulties that we would have to go through due to our choices and our wrongdoings in this life are taken all on him. He pleads for it uh, so that we do not have to go through that experience. Um, this, of course, proves far too much now for Joseph to bear any longer. He cannot uh, keep himself away. Um, in fact, in verse, 20, verse 1 of chapter 45, it says, Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all of them that stood by him, and he cried, Cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him until Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's quite the experience that they've gone through over the last uh, period of time or so with this ruler. They have seen the way he interacts, the way that he speaks through interpreters. He was not known to them, and now he is revealed before them. And, of course... They are concerned and troubled. Perhaps they don't quite believe what's happening. But in verse 4, Joseph says, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. Um, just as our Saviour will invite us all to come unto him, perhaps we will feel a bit, we will feel some, feel some fear or uncertainty. 
uh, when we see our Saviour come the, sec the second time. But he will invite us to him um, and it will be a glorious, joyous moment. And tomorrow, um, in our next episode, we will go into just the the repercussions, the, the um, outcomes of this meeting and uh, what a joy it is uh, to, to Joseph's brothers as well as to Joseph to see his family once more. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Keep joining with us uh, each day uh, with this daily study. And until we meet again.